0: Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we will find out about the Association for Mental Disabilities for Clatsop County, AMD. Mental illnesses are common, actually. In a given year, nearly one in five U.S. adults experience some form of mental illness. One in 24 has a serious mental illness, and one in 12 as a diagnosable substance use disorder. We're going to be talking about what is mental health, what is mental illness, and wonderful new resources online that the AMD, Association for Mental Disabilities, is offering. Um, and they are here in Cloudsop County, and they're offering it online for all who are uh, struggling. We're all struggling in different ways. So today my guests are the president of the board of the Association for Mental Disabilities, Class of County, and that is Richard Elfering. Good morning, Richard.
1: Good morning. Good morning,
0: Dr. Good morning, and we also have on the line Kenneth Rislow. Kenneth is a board member. Good morning, Ken. This is Ken. Are you there, on the Ken? Line? Okay, good. Just wanted to have people be able to hear your voice. Uh, before we start talking about the... Um, AMD Association for Mental Disabilities, and resources that you all are offering, and and the context in which we are looking at mental illness and mental health. Um, Richard, please tell the listening audience a bit about your background and about yourself.
1: Okay, uh, I'm I am Native born Amer uh, Native born American, certainly Native uh, to Oregon. Uh, grew up on the uh, on the eastern uh, part of Oregon, and then moved in. Uh, the very early 80s over to Clatsop County. I became uh, very active in uh, uh, non-professional counseling for mental illness. I did that in about 94, 95, and uh, became president of what is now the AMD in 2005. Uh, We've been uh, around uh, for quite some time. And uh, I've been very much involved in assisting people uh, through this absolutely devastating uh, uh, process of mental illness. So, um, got about 20 years worth of experience and um, looking to continue on.
0: Yes, and were you drawn to this at an early age, uh, Richard? Um, was your profession? W- well, you know, I was.
1: Stuff? I was drawn to it because a family member suddenly experienced uh, uh, mental illness in, in '95. That's where most of us get there. Um, um, I think. Uh, I don't think people normally, if you want to talk about it enormously, but normally talk uh, or. or you know, get into mental illness is something that's not really on everybody's front plate. And so, uh, uh, you know, it's usually because there is a problem somewhere, uh, oftentimes in the family, uh, that uh, pulls people to seeking some help or at least some contact with uh, uh, mental illness, some research, some study. All that takes place at yes, about yes, that
0: time. And and professional resources. And oh, yes, um, yes,
1: reaching out.
0: Yes, yes. Kenneth, Rifflow please tell us a bit about your background and yourself. Are you there, Ken?
1: <laughs> Have we lost Ken?
0: I don't know. I'm not hearing him right this minute, unfortunately. Here we go. Oh, good. Uh, you know what, Ken? We're so, having some trouble hearing you. If you could get either closer to the phone or maybe take it off speaker, I'm not sure what, but um, we're having some oh. challenges hearing you, Ken. If you could tell the listening audience a bit about yourself, that would be terrific. I Oh, gosh. Mm, I'm sorry. We're not hearing you.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: okay. Well, oh can I yeah, you're cutting out, so let's try this again because we were just talking before we went on the air. So
2: let's New Jersey. I grew up there. Oh, there with you. we
0: Ken,
2: now can we can hear, hear you. So sorry. Please start from okay. the beginning. Okay. <laughs> One more time. I'm Ken Risko. I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. Newark is a major metropolitan center in a uh, suburb of Manhattan. Uh, it's a, a rough-and-ready place. That was still a rough-and-ready place. Uh, when I was, 18, I was 18, excuse me, when I was three, I found the only thing that I wanted to do was fly. I continued to be totally focused on that until I was 26. I, spent, I joined the Navy to fly, and when I was 26, I was injured, and I found myself on the beach was looking to find something, an honest way to make a living. Uh, it so happened that I was exposed to a really dramatic uh, avant-garde person in, when I was going to school. I went, it was, was, uh, went to school with the Navy, courtesy of the Navy at the University of Louisville, and I found there a gentleman by the name of Willard Maynard who was a leading proponent of social learning, a new concept that was, had come up in that time. And from that, I kept, it struck my curiosity, and I became more and more involved in it. And I loved it because it forced me to think all the time, which, is, which was akin to flying. That's what that is about. Uh, so I continued to work on that ever since. I uh, went to um, education-wise I wanted I worked as a protective service worker for about five years, between uh, of infant syndrome and uh, child welfare neglect. And then when I went to graduate school at uh, the University of Utah, completed all my coursework for Ph.D., but wasn't one of those people that didn't complete the dissertation. So I was, became qualified. I licensed locally as a QMHPC, which is a person who has an education, and has experience and has been that, that qualified through practice to be able to be effective at what they do. Most recently, I've been a, worked as a, a veterans readjustment counselor for the VA Vet Central Rural Outreach Program, which I still actually do along the coast from here, from Craigslist County to Tulima County, and serving people who have been traumatized by war and other things that happened in the service. In my experience uh, in the course of life, working. With I had a lot of fun doing children's groups a long time ago and have uh, worked with family therapy and family systems therapists that way, which was a, a way of looking at people and families as they integrate together. Um, the, as I wound up doing voluntary commitment for about three years, and it's always an interesting thing yes, to be able to know people, who they are, and the way, all the people about them. And make a judgment. Have it, and they need to come come into protection so they they don't harm themselves or anyone else. So you, mm-hmm. everything is a lot of judgmental stuff. The average bear, average person out there, never sees that kind of stuff. They're really interested in trying to be okay in their world, trying to get through, trying to support their families and maintain their relationships. And some some with some people, they have defects that come. Genetically, and they be afflicted with what's called, what's something called severe mental illness. We're talking about that. We're talking about schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or major depression. Uh, many people uh, that was uh, that used to be a horror for up until the year mid fifties when medications were developed that allowed people to be be released from custodial institutions and function in society. Unfortunately, they were released They were released in groves, groves of people. Everybody was, almost everybody was released. And they, the idea was that they would seek mental health, be provided mental health care. I mean, the psychiatrists, the psychiatric social workers, and counselors in the community. And that was part of the uh, Great Society's program at Lyndon Johnson. Unfortunately, that program ran into the Vietnam War, to all the money, most of the money fund it was siphoned into the war. And the people were left in the community with little or no resources. Um, and to that okay, end...
0: And can, um, yes, and can we talk about the fact that, yes, the dollars for the, you know, mentally ill went to the Vietnam War, and so that then the, you know, essentially the, the treatment facilities kind of went away, and then there were... And, and even today, so today, even of course, we have more people on the street because of covid and I know Richard's involved with homelessness. Um, one of the things that I want to make sure to let the audience know is that the Association for Mental Disabilities for Clatsop County is a 501c3. So, uh, so they do accept donations, and, uh, and we're going to talk about what they're going to be offering online here. But at the moment, we're talking about the need for the AMD um, and for resources for those who are suffering with mental illness. And, and mental illness can be mechanical, chemical, or environmental. And uh, a brain injury. I mean, veterans with PTSD. Um, and uh, Richard, what is your definition of, you know, mental health? Of,
1: of, of mental health. Well, if 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 you've got mental health, you uh, you uh, have uh, feelings of well-being, and uh, you're just okay with the world. Uh, Mental illness uh, is a lot harder to, or is a lot easier to define, and that is if you're having difficulties, uh, disabilities, if you will, which is part of our name, uh, uh, disabilities with dealing with uh, um, uh, work, uh, at uh, school, with the family, and things just keep happening uh, there that create disabilities in. Uh, your emotional functioning, the mental functioning uh your your intellectual abilities they are uh that 's all involved there but those would be my definitions yeah. uh, mm-hmm. mental health is is the attempt to achieve uh, uh just a good feeling of okay with your community, your family, and your life uh mental illness is is quite something else of course.
0: Yes, and of course, I think there is a huge struggle to be normal, whatever that means. I mean, what is normal? What is normalcy? Certainly, during this time of COVID, we know that we are that people are struggling more.
2: Yeah, I think with you know, asking the question is what is normal to me. That is is defined by the person that's invisible in the crowd that does not stand out. It has it. that supports the people that are concerned about them, both emotionally and financially. That have a home, that is at, and whether it's on the street, whether it's in, they have a real home, but they have children. They support their children. It all goes well. When it doesn't go well, then it becomes a, a problem, and that's that becomes which definition of mental disability. What it takes to get there, I think, a catastrophic loss, the loss of a a severe, a severe, love, extremely close loved one at any particular time. And we live in a... We're dealing with a tsunami of death right now. We're it's in the water. And that is kind of spiritually... Being, it's just there. You have to deal with it all the time. But a person who's had a major relationship and loses someone extremely close is struck by extreme grief and winds up having to cope with that... What amounts of depression coming out of that? That's a normal feature. The average person can come out of that. But some people become involved, seriously involved in it, or the loss is so severe, it's essential. And they have, they it takes them along, they, for, for a time, they're unable to function. That becomes a mental disability, and they need support from the outside. The sad part about this, in this culture, it is extremely, it is extremely stigmatized not to be able to take, not to be able to function mentally, mentally. And that's the, it should be in, in the real in, in an ideal world, a person should be able to deal with it as one deals with a cold. If you get sick, you go to the doc, or you go to, a, or you have a spiritual question, go to your your counselor, or the person you get, take advice from your grandmother, that kind of thing, and you get you, you get put back on track. And that's but in this world, we have as soon as you start feeling strange, you have got... It doesn't match, and all of a sudden you feel castigated by the people around you. And it, it, it is there. Um, the um, And there are agencies in, this, in the county like uh, Classic Behavioral Health, which I knew as Classic Community Health, Classic Mental Health, a long time ago, that are there, and that's what brought me to the community in 87, to help people, but the, as the budget constraints have Come more and more on the program, able to offer less and less services. Also, this, these, these our community, despite being a quote-unquote resort, is actually a very rural place, as, as rural as Baker out in the east. Yet, it it it's not able to support a psychiatrist for the most part, consistently. It, and there's no, really, because when we have to deal with uh, problems that take special care, they have to go outside usually in the metropolitan area in Portland.
0: Right. And, so. and, Ken, I think it's important to say that um, what AMD, Association for Mental Disabilities for Platts County, wants to do is to help break the isolation, to connect people online, and that's why you're launching this new thing, which we're going to talk about in the second half of the program here, is um, exactly. these Zoom um, support groups that you all are creating, because. People are ever more isolated now because of COVID, um, and then they don't—they don't know how to get help. Um, lots more people are suffering from angst and anxiety because of COVID-19. So, if exactly. you just, and, you know, and,
2: and even—and yeah. even worse than that, Donna, yeah, there is—well, whoever you want to blame it on, maybe making its difference if this is. What is truth? What is real knowledge? Is, is sort of lost in the mist here. It's hard for people to get a straight answer about what's going on. One of the focus, the things that we'd like to do with this group is be a clearinghouse to find a who have questions and get the questions answered. About, Richard doesn't know him, or I don't know him. We'll find answers. That's part of what we. That's, what we that's great. We so died. you're a re-
0: yes, yes. We're, you're a resource, uh, resource,
1: and and, resource and, and one of the worst things, ahead. Donna. Oh, go ahead. One of no, the worst Richard, things please. that uh, can happen, and for a person who is struggling uh, emotionally, struggling mentally, uh, is to isolate. That is really one of the worst things to be, have to be, to do. And in this COVID uh, uh, day, we are urged to isolate. So uh, this is one of the reasons we uh, we we uh, are forming these Zoom groups, uh, is to you know, bring people out you, to allow them to speak, to realize they are not alone in all this. There are lots of other I people think who are that doing this. That.
2: that is a critical $64 question people are not alone. But yes. okay, and it. I need to I do idea. a station ID.
0: So, Ken, I'm going to do a station ID, sorry, real quickly here. So, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk About Towns. I have some very um, interesting people on the line with me today. We're talking about uh, the Association for Mental Disabilities for Class of County and a new resource that they're going to be offering, Zoom uh, online support groups for people who are struggling and everyone is struggling at different, uh, in different varying degrees. Um, and so on the line I have the president of the board of uh, this 501c3 nonprofit, uh, AMD Association of Mental Disabilities, and that's Richard Elfering. I yes. also have Kenneth Rislow who is on the board, and um, and so why don't you two? Because there isn't a website right now. People need to be um, need to call or to email you to be able to find out how to join a Zoom support group. So maybe and right now, why don't we give your contact information and then let's talk about what these groups are going to be like.
1: Okay. Go ahead, Ruth. My my I'm gonna give my contacts uh and you can contact us through our uh... email site which is AMD the the three letters AMD dot at gmail dot com. Um uh I um I have a phone number that you can also it's best uh you can text me or you can call me five oh three seven four one seven six four nine. Uh, I also have a personal email, and you can contact me there at r.elfering, E-L-F-E-R-I-N-G, at com. So um, that is the best way to give me. How about you, Ken?
2: Okay, my uh, contact phone number is going to be uh, 503-791-5482. And that's usually you guys right. find me. And, and, and then Mike, we can... Richard. I've become a great adherent to text because it, it you know, we, it, it stops the game of telephone tag. At least we know everybody well, knows what's happening. All and, right, so people can text.
0: That. So one of the things that you all want to do is break this stigma of shame and guilt um, because I, I don't know anybody who's perfectly normal. I truly do not. I don't <laughs> think there is. Um, so I think True. that, um, and no, uh, so let's talk about these Zoom groups, and let's talk also, Richard, about Homelessness, which you're also focusing on.
1: Okay. Uh, what, what the Zoom groups are, and when you call and make contact with us, they will then send an email. We try to make it very easy. In this email, there will be a link. You uh, uh, press on the link, click on the link, and it will take you into a Zoom meeting. And at the Zoom meetings, uh, we, we like everybody to talk. You don't have to talk. Uh, But uh, we like everybody to talk and tell their story and where they are right today and to feel some comfort. The comfort is in knowledge that other people are going through much the same uh, issues and problems and uh, how they are dealing with it. We don't offer any kind of therapy. Uh, The therapy comes with the communal knowledge of what other people are doing, what they have done, and uh, you know their stories. So it's it's a that that's basically a Zoom meeting for uh, those who are suffering. We also have a Zoom meetings for uh, parents and families of people who uh, uh, are experiencing mental distress, if you want to call it that. Uh, they. Uh, so in those, it's what is happening. There's an awful lot of questions in the family Zoom meetings as to what can we do, where can we go, how do we uh, help our family member, and um, once again we offer a uh, an assist on where they can make contact with people, how they can do it, how to get into. Um, like CBH, just how to make contact with CBH, how to uh, become involved. And um, so we provide a comfort that way, and that's what what a support group is. We were doing those uh, prior to the COVID thing. Now everybody's in isolation. Now we have to go to Zoom.
0: Yes, and both you and Ken will be facilitating those so that um, and, again, anyone, wherever, you know, wherever you are, if you're struggling in any way, the um, Association of Mental Disabilities um, is there to, give, to connect you with resources if you need resources or just to offer you this support or, uh, you know, the family as an individual through these Zoom meetings um, with others. And, uh, and, again, you'll be facilitating those, and those are going to happen about once or twice a month. So you're just now launching this, correct?
1: Well, we, we are just now getting into the Zoom. Uh, it's becoming quite evident that this is not going to be a temporary uh, uh, condition uh, at all, and it's going to go on for quite some time, so we have to go into some sort of a online presence. And, then, and in the course of this, we'll
2: try to maintain uh, a pledge of confidentiality. You see what's said there? Oh, yes. There. Oh, yes. Also, that's what, I think that's probably the demand on anyone who participates. That's right. Also, the question, this is a, uh, it's probably a first-name group, that there's a certain degree of anonymity. You can say things that you can't say else, elsewhere without a flashback. It's not telling people to go to hell. That's telling people how to live. It's just saying that I'm hurting. How, what, how can I fix this? A conversation I was having with Donna earlier that I tend to see lice, the average bear, average person, as a navigation problem. How to figure out where they are, how to figure out where they want to go, and the techniques it takes to get there. That's a, that's a serious question when we have people that certain things damage that and can't be corrected otherwise. But for the basic person, the everyday person, they're just trying to figure out how they want to realize what goals they have in mind that's just where that is i think yes and
0: this is put a lot of pressure the covid on people and so there are a lot more yes. people who need your health services right now
1: actually, i think uh, so I, sure. I, I think so people need to reach out of their isolation and uh, communicate with other other people and that's that's really what we're offering there is is uh, is that opportunity um, To to reach out and know that there are other people out there. They they are not alone. There is uh, there are a lot of people who are hurting. And the break this what amounts
2: to a solitary confinement aspect of this. It's it's so many so much of these things we're talking about isolate people from one another. Well, C nineteen, COVID nineteen. As it dramatically does that, and you do, it's done at a terrible risk because if you communicate with the people you really care about, you put them at risk of having a, a, a potentially fatal disease. And that's and almost we, impossible.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so we have a huge homeless problem um, all over the United States, all over the world, really. Um, but um, here, certainly, it's right here in Classic County, and um, there are some... Institutions, some 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 facilities available for very well, there's severe some, conditions.
2: There's some exe- well, there's some excellent practitioners in the county, but people have to know that they're there. They also say it's okay to go there. We talked a little bit about other cultures. Other cultures are
1: much more supportive of what we're talking about here.
2: This one is not. I'm, um,
1: I'm involved. Uh, I'm involved with several local groups uh, who are attempting to come to some. Uh, we're all struggling with homelessness and how to uh, solve this problem of homelessness. My opinion of it uh, is that there is uh, a great deal of mental illness involved with it. If they, weren't, if they weren't mentally ill when they became homeless, it doesn't take long when you are homeless to develop a good mental illness. So, uh, the, you know, we're reaching out with help. There are organizations in the community that are reaching out to help, um, but it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a difficult situation.
0: Um, well, thank you that. both for doing what you're doing. And, and we just have a few minutes left, so I want to give each of you about a minute or so to just say any last thing you'd like to say to our listening audience um, about the uh, Association for Mental Disabilities for Class of County, uh, about anything else you'd like for folks to know before we end the program.
1: Well, I want to I want to emphasize to people that uh, to to make a contact with us, AMD, at uh, uh, Gmail dot com, or myself or dot .elfering at uh, Yahoo, um, and uh, reach out, make that contact. Know that there are a lot of people in the community who are suffering, and that. Uh, uh, they're they're all here for you, and we are all here for you, so uh, do oh, reach out. Make that contact. If you're a family member, you can reach out. Make that contact as well.
2: And I think the issue becomes to break the silence, so not to uh, to react with compassion and intellect in coping with the COVID-19 crisis. But it doesn't leave people stranded. And... It becomes how do you care for a neighbor? One of the positive things about Cracket County is under crisis, we come to get, have always come together. It doesn't make any difference what that is about, but we work to support have always worked to support each other, whether that's in a flood, whether that's in a windstorm, or whether that's in a COVID-19 crisis. COVID-19 is spooky because it's out there. And people don't understand it. It does unfortunately. Right.
0: exactly. Well, thank you both so much for making time in your busy schedules. I know you're overwhelmed um, uh, with, with uh, the need that is out there, and that's why you're forming these Zoom groups. So I encourage all of you who are listening to, uh, if you know someone who's struggling, if you're struggling, we're all struggling, you know, and need help from time to time in our lives. And certainly this is a time to really reach out. Um, and so the AMD is there. So, again, that uh, what is, again, that Gmail, uh, Richard?
1: It is amd.clatsop uh, at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. Great. And then you can reach Richard and you can reach uh, Ken, and you can find out uh, about what resources are available to you and to your family uh, members as well. So thank you both so much for taking the time to, ex- to tell us about AMD and what's happening, and good on you for what you're doing. Um, so my gratitude you. to Nevada Yes, thank you, and my gratitude to Nevada for engineering this program today. It's always challenging on these darn you know phone interviews because we can't see each other, so sometimes we talk all over each other. So thank you, listening audience, for understanding that it's a little bit of a wabi-sabi program these days. Um, and also my gratitude yeah. to local lo- talented banjo instructor Michael Brun for his original theme music for this program. Until next thank week, you. let's all. Sorry, okay. go ahead.
2: thank you so much. Thank you so much, Donna and Kay, for giving us the opportunity to get the word
0: out. Absolutely. We want to let people know. So until next week, let's now all take a moment to take a very deep breath. This is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then with gratitude, focus on the good things, the things that are going well in your life. There will always be things that aren't going well. And when they aren't going well, reach out of your isolation. Make connection with others. We're all in this together. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, for doing the best you can because everyone is until they know any better. And then appreciate just being here now. Now, the only moment that exists, the now moment on the amazing planet, we call Earth.